Welcome to Sunshine Graces with Podcast Nun. My name is Sister Ave Clark. I am a Dominican sister from New York. I am happy you can join me today. Hello, everyone. Today on Podcast Nun Everyday Graces, I'm going to interview Sister Jean Clark. Sister Jean and I have something in common. We have the same last name and we're all members of the same Amityville community. So, Sister Jean, welcome today. Oh, thank you so much, Ave, and thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Jean, how many years have you been a Dominican sister? Uh, oh, I think it's I think it's sixty-two years now, something what? like that. Yeah, sixty-two, I think. Everybody's saying, "Wow," because Sister Jean is such a young voice, and believe me, she's young in spirit. <laughs> yes, I'm still I'm still ministering and still running around and involved in life, which is wonderful. Sister Jean, could you tell us about some of your first ministries that you had? Well, uh, I began as a teacher. Um, I think my first class was second grade, and I, I did many grades during my time. Uh, my, I think my very favorite was first grade. Uh, I do love little children because I find they have such wisdom and such beauty and wonder and um, so that's my favorite, but I did teach high school also. And then I was the campus minister at college. I you know, worked at Long Island University in downtown Brooklyn and at Tennessee State in Tennessee. And um, then I was drawn to, um, because I saw so many things in the world that needed changing, and I felt like I needed to say no to some things, I became a a real activist in anti-nuclear. First, um, I went to Ground Zero Center for Nonviolent Action, and, and with the permission of my congregation and support of the congregation, I said no to the Trident submarine, uh, which is a terrible weapon that we now have many of. One of them can destroy 409 cities at once. Mm-hmm. And I thought, no, not in my name. Don't, mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't want my country to be involved in, in that, and I wanted to say as a citizen, along with many other people there on the West Coast where it came, we said no. Know what I hear in your sharing, Sister Jean? You care a lot about our world, the universe, and people. And yes. I smiled when you said about first grade, because that was my favorite grade plus special ed. Now, yeah. I know that you've also gotten involved in organic farming and gardens. Can you yes. tell me what led you to that? Well, and that's, that's an, um, that really is an evolution, and it's not different from what I was really doing, if I, if I can explain that in a short time. I was also very involved after I came back from Ground Zero Center for Nonviolent Action because I am also a member of Pax Christi, the Catholic peace group that says no to, what, to violence. And, and tried to live a nonviolent life. And I came home, and there were so many Salvadoran refugees here on Long Island, so I became very involved with them. And I did go to their country in El Salvador. We also went to Honduras and accompanied them home to El Salvador from the refugee camp there. And they are the, they are the people who really led me back to the land. Uh, when I saw how dedicated they were to the land, and how much the land was a part of them. Um, and, and for me, the land, I didn't have really any relationship to it. I mean, I, on Long Island, 
they're the, they're the people really who led me to this mm-hmm. and, and also resisting the trident because I realized that a lot of our difficulties and all the social issues that we're dealing with are related and deeply related to our disconnecting from the earth. That's the key. There's the key. There's the key. We don't, we're not connected to the earth. We think there is just a human community and we use the rest of the earth as resources for us. And that's really, that's a very distorted idea of who we really are. I remember, I did a, I studied at Genesis Farm in, in Blairstown, New Jersey, and there I was engrossed in the teachings of Thomas Berry. And if anybody has never heard of Thomas Berry, please get out his books from the library and read them, uh, because he's one of the greatest thinkers of the 20th century. He, had, he died, died about 10 years ago. And... Um, it was through Thomas that I really began to understand. He used to say, and it was kind of, kind of shocking at first for people, because he'd say there's no such thing as a human community. It's only the earth community of which the human is a part. Oh, I like that. You know, Jean, as you're talking, I mean, we, we stand on the land every day, we walk around, and we take it for granted. Yeah. And just in uh, the short sharing today, you're helping us to have a deeper appreciation of where we stand, but also how we stand. And you certainly, Jean, stand with compassion and justice and caring. Now, another thing besides this organic farm in Amityville, there's something buzzing out there, and it's the bees and the honey. Can you tell us something about that? Yes. Well, so, yes, then I was, uh, we came, I came home to Amityville again. Of course, I, as you know, the two of us had our novitiate there. We knew Amityville so much, but again, I didn't feel like I was connected to the land there. And so that's where we started our organic farm called Homecoming, Coming Home, you know, because we need to come home to the earth, to one another, and to the whole community of life. And so we have beehives. I believe we have 11 of them now, but some of them are, are our beekeeper's hives, which he keeps there. And I think six of them belong are our hives there. And the bees really, as you know, pollinate all the vegetables. And so it's such an example when we bring children to the farm to, to, get to, to, to get to know the bees and all the work they do to create honey and how busy they are and how important they are and how their life is threatened right now. Because yes. you know that bees are almost going into extinction because of what we're doing with pesticides and poisoning things. And so uh, our bees really teach us they give us a lot of wisdom if we begin to understand their work. And our du- executive director, I must say, Elizabeth Keem, is a person who really keeps the farm running and has such a vision uh, of what the farm can be. And she does a lot of the education, along with me, but she does a lot of the education on bees and it, 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 for, uh, for adults and for children. You've uh, spoken about education, and I think that is the key in all this, that we make people, not just by reading, but giving them an experience of it. So the bees and the earth yes, and the, the children, trees. So the bees and then our honey, well, it's, it's jumping off the shelves right now. We're almost out <laughs> of it because it's so delicious. 
farm and helping things to grow and how all of life is so interconnected. So every time I take a little teaspoon of that honey and put it in my tea, and I'm realizing how connected that is to the work of the bees, to the land that they're on, to all the vegetables at the farm, and then coming to me and becoming part of my body, helping my immune system, because if you, if you eat honey from your bioregion where you live, it really does help your immune system. Well, it helps speak. a lot of people with allergies, it helps. You know, so all of this is one piece, because we are a whole community of life. That's really the mission of Homecoming Farm, to teach children, young adults and adults, that we are of one community of life, that the human and the natural world are one sacred community of life. And I think that's the essence of our sharing today. And I want to tell people listening, if you want to get some of that honey, go on my website at h2h.nyc, and I'll be happy to tell you how to get it or even to send it to you. Now, Sister Jean, about yourself, what everyday grace has provided you with this new ministry, with hope and compassionate insights. What's the every grace day grace? Oh, well, now that's quite a question. <laughs> um, the first thing that comes to my mind is not the ancestors. Remembering who has gone before us, and they have inspired me to be the person I am today. I'm thinking, for me, of course, of Jesus and all that he asked us to be. And then Gandhi and Martin Luther King. Um, Franz Jagerstetter is a big friend of mine. Many people probably don't know who, even who he is, but he was a martyr during the time of Hitler. And he said no, he wouldn't enter that old army of Hitler. And he was beheaded. And... Um, I have a deep connection to him because of the symbol of the train and it connected me to ground zero. So the ancestors really can lead us if we relate to them because they're still alive, they're in our lives. The Salvadoran people helped me to learn that also. In Salvador, when they mention a dead person who is not really in their mind dead because they say, say the name, for instance, they would say Maura Clark or Edith Ford, you know, the martyrs of El Salvador, the sisters who died there. And after their name, they would say, Presente. They're present. That's a beautiful... The that's a beautiful... That I first think about. I'm sure there are many other graces that I have. Right now, I'm relating to Julian of Norwich because she was, you know, she lived through a pandemic. She lived through the Black Plague. She was only seven years old when it started, and she died at 80. Imagine, we can, we can get a glimpse of what that means because we're living with a pandemic now, and a lot of people are so impatient now because we've lived with it, I think, for nine months or something. She lived with it from the time she was seven till she was 80, a pandemic, a Black Plague, which killed, I think, half the population of Europe. And, and she's the person whose most famous quote is, and all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Oh, Jean, I like those everyday graces that you shared. 
But I think as you were talking, I'm sure everybody listening today, they also heard somebody who inspires hope in others. So this has been a wonderful interview, but I'm sure some of you put honey in your tea or cooking or thinking, I think I want to get that organic honey. So Sister Jean, I want to thank you for your insights today and how you have made the world a better world. And that thank you, Arthur, and you do it every day. Oh, thank you. Well, you know what? We gals are ordinary graces with the same last night. Be a sign and joy, everybody. God bless you all, and enjoy your everyday grace. <laughs>